Good morning. Welcome to UVU Today, a morning news podcast by students for students. I'm Kennedy Pettingill. And I'm Mikkel Newkirk. And it's a great day to be a Wolverine. It is. It's getting warm. I'm so glad. <laughs> I know. Finally seeing the sun. Oh, it's just doing wonders. It's so I, nice. It is so good for my mental health for it to be warm. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I talk about like people think that seasonal depression is fake, but I I'm convinced. I'm convinced that I straight up have it. It's real. It's definitely a real thing. I'm happier and in the summer. <laughs> I do not believe people like people that are happier in the winter. Something's wrong. They're <laughs> lying to us. Not, they're lying because I agree. My mental health in the summer is so much better. <laughs> well, so I have to like think. I have to like be careful because I'm not a skier. I'm not. I was born mm-hmm. in the desert. I don't snowboard. Like. I yeah. spent a lot of my life in places that it doesn't, it doesn't snow. Yeah. And so like people who like genuinely like to like ski and snowboard, but being cold is miserable. I don't understand. <laughs> I honestly, I grew up in Utah and the appeal of winter sports was never there for me. I was like, Oh, that does not sound fun. The feeling, <laughs> the feeling of your, like not feeling your hands and your feet, like, it's the worst. And then you come into like a warm house and you can't like fill your hands and yeah. it's like burning. It's all, it's all bad. I don't understand. And I've never done it. So I guess I can't really say anything, but, um, I've gone sledding and that was fine, but I would rather be outside in the sun. <laughs> like basking. In the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of mental health, how are we feeling? Finals are coming up. What are we down to? Like a month? Uh, four weeks? Is it like four weeks now? Yeah, it's, um, we're getting there. It's, it's, I, it doesn't feel real. It also, all of my classes are online. So it kind of is like, it doesn't feel like a real ending. Uh, yeah, it's I weird. feel I feel like it's a little bit of like a, a like fake. I don't know. Like <laughs> I won't be going to the testing center at all. So I just yeah. feel real. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But how do you feel like you handle? So, okay. So I talked to today on the show, I talked to Taylor mm-hmm. um, and she is from happiness abound, which she does a podcast and she'll talk about it um, when we chat with her a little bit later, but she gives some tips and tricks about how to handle the stress of finals. But it had me thinking of like, what is it that I do to handle the stress of finals? And what, what mm-hmm. is it? What do you do to handle the stress of finals? You know, I try to get the ones I can get done early the week before. And that way that week is not so bad and try to get it done as early as possible, I think. And then it's really not so bad. I've never had like, I guess I've been really lucky. I've never, I've never been to the testing center. I've been at UVU for two years. I've never like, so they've all been take home. And so they're really just chill. So I don't stress too much over it. I try to just get lots of sleep, which is also really hard. And I try to keep myself sane listening to music, whatever it is, going on a walk outside because it's nice in the spring when finals are um, in April and May because you can go outside if you need to. We are again. The the weather (laughs) makes a difference. (laughs) It makes a huge difference. It really does. So like, I don't know. I try to just, like I said, the earlier I can get things done, the better. It keeps me sane. I totally agree. It's like not this like drown out process of like, shoot, I have so many of these to get done. Like yeah. the more you can get done, the earlier, the better. I really try to like distract myself as much as possible, which sounds like kind of terrible when I say that, but 
obviously study and like do as much as I can. But when I don't have mm-hmm. to be studying and stressing about it, I try not to be. So like, I like right. try to get outside to like hang out with some friends, like, because like, it's not, it's not something that I should just like constantly be like, you do worse when you're constantly thinking about it. I feel exactly. like exactly. Yeah. I'll kind of, and Taylor talks about that actually. So it's like a great thing to oh, kind perfect. of let yourself kind of go. But yeah, I, so talking with Taylor, I am a perfectionist. I have OCD perfectionism. She talks about how we can let it go when things don't work out perfectly. And I think it was a great podcast for me. And I hope that everyone else can get a good feel for it and take some good tips and tricks away. So we'll, we'll head right in if you're good with that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. All right. I have Taylor Proctor from Happiness Abound here with me on the podcast today. Thanks so much for joining Taylor. Thanks for having me, Kennedy. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, I'd love for you to start and just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you like to do for fun, anything like that. Yeah, so I am a Utah native, born and raised, and uh, I have my own business as a business and happiness mentor. So one of the things that I like to do for fun is to help others remember that they are capable of happiness abound. So business owners, reminding them that they are capable of success and of that happiness in their life. And uh, I got my start in that actually starting as a happiness mentor because I used to be incredibly angry. And in fact, it was in my early 20s that I just had a rage temper. And my boyfriend at the time, now husband, would have a phrase that said, hell hath no fury like Taylor, mildly inconvenienced. Because every little thing would set me off and I would take everything personally. I would just be so mad because... Anger was acceptable and being sad and depressed, maybe not so much. But the truth of it was, is that I just didn't have the the mental health, the well-being and the happiness habits in place. And so out of habit, I was an angry person. And it took my boyfriend and now husband to tell me that a few times where I was like, yeah, what do I want? Like, I don't want to be angry all the time. I want to be bitter and resentful and be striving for so much, but feeling so crappy. And I realized the one thing that I truly wanted was to feel happy. And so as I started to dive into things, I realized that I had bought this idea that happiness meant meeting the societal checklist. It meant going to school, getting the degree, getting the nice job that pays well, having the house, having the spouse, the family, the cars, the toys, and climbing up the corporate ladder or launching the side successful entrepreneurial hustle, right? And I bought into all of that equaling my happiness. And so what I found was, is that I was getting so angry because I'm like, I'm striving, I'm accomplishing total, like, let's get it done. And I'm still not happy. Where is the disconnect? And so I realized that I'd had an expectation that happiness would be brought to me through those things. And when I was able to adjust that expectation, I was able to realize that it's in the daily things that I do as my habits that don't have any external accomplishment or external impact, but internal impact that really started to change my life to be happier. And I looked back after a few years and went, oh, wow, this is actually working. I'm not angry all the time. And I'm a human, I have emotions. So I do feel anger occasionally, but now I know how to work through it. And I, it took looking back to go, I can't be the only one who's been there. And so I started my podcast, Happiness Abound, 
And I started talking about my journey. And then about six months into the podcast, I became certified as a life coach. And for the past two to three years, I have been a certified happiness mentor. And then I've recently integrated business into that because I'm finding that so many business owners are striving so much. And there's this idea of a successful business equaling freedom and happiness. But in truth, you can be happy now and in the journey and still have a successful business. So that's kind of how I got into it. Been doing it for a few years now. Absolutely love it. And so excited to be able to share happiness habits and techniques for mental health, regardless if someone listening is a business owner, they have that side hustle, or they're a student, right? All of the above, um, being able to have the good mental habits to be happy right now while you're still accomplishing your goals and your dreams. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I, your story hits home a lot for me just because I, uh, if people are listening and know me, they know what's coming, but I am the biggest like perfectionist on the planet. And so like kind of when you're talking about the not being able to find happiness, if you're not checking off the list, that is like the story of my life. So I'm so grateful you're here. You can give me good (laughs) tips. Definitely. (laughs) So I would love to ask you with like, COVID has happened. We know we've talked about a lot um, with the wellness center and different people. Mikkel just talked to the wellness center last week. COVID has really, we've seen students take a dive in mental health because we're not around people as much and and our habits have changed, our our daily schedules um, and then finals are coming up. So do you have any tips and tricks to stay happy, motivated and successful during kind of these difficult times? Definitely. And it may seem cliche, but the number one thing I'd recommend doing is journaling. Now, if listeners, you're like, wait, gosh, journaling, I hate journaling. I don't like writing or I don't want to have to write every day in my story and all these things. I'm saying journaling on a very like loose standpoint, meaning it does not have to be the super structured thing. You don't have to write your whole life history if you don't want to. It's using a journal, a writing exercise to help you understand where you're really at. I think one of the biggest things with COVID and especially the world right now is there's a lot of telling you how you should feel, right? There's a lot of, well, we should feel bad and sad because COVID's happening, or we shouldn't feel this way because this other stuff is happening. So we should be grateful. And there's a lot of, we should be feeling a certain way. And it's coming from all angles, right? Um, The most popular videos on TikTok, millions of views are someone sharing a very strong opinion saying, this is how things should be and this is how we should feel. And if you look back, like you kind of see that, that happens throughout. And what that does is it it kind of, it essentially blinds us to how we actually are feeling. So I recommend journaling as an exercise to say, okay, what am I really feeling? How do I feel about COVID? Because so many people have been saying like, oh, we should be upset. We should do all these things. But the truth of it is, is like, Maybe a work from home, school from home model was the best thing that could have happened to you. But because you've been looking at it like I should be feeling bad, you're forcing yourself to feel bad when you could turn the situation and see it in a different light or at least in a different perspective. So just a a simple writing down how you actually feel about things. And it's okay if some of them are contradictory, right? I can be upset that COVID has us on lockdown, but I can also be happy that I don't have to commute into school or work. I can be upset that I that people aren't wearing masks, but I can be grateful that some people do or that the vaccine's out. You don't have to be so polarizing. And I think that's one of the biggest mental, mental hiccups and hurdles that we face as a society today 
is that we feel like we have to be so staunch in one camp that if we have these other ideas that might not be completely aligned with that one camp, we feel like we have to push them to the side. We feel like we can't engage in those conversations because we'll be seen as someone who's straying away from the core ideals. And the truth of it is, is that we're complex human beings. We're going to have different emotions and feelings on different topics or different subtopics between something that's larger. And it's going to be a complex thing. But the first step to understanding who you are and what you really feel about things is organizing it. And by organizing it, I mean, writing it down in a journal. And that works because what happens is, is there's so many different things going on for us. Then we tell these stories in our brain and it starts to get convoluted and complex. And so when it feels like we're overwhelmed with all these stories and what we should be thinking and what we should be doing, and this person should be doing that and they're not, and I'm frustrated, all those stories come into your brain and it gets even more convoluted and complex. And then you spend your whole time feeling overwhelmed and anxious because it's all stuck in your head. So organizing it out on paper can get it out of your brain, help you see how you really feel about things, or even explore the idea of like, I'd actually like to learn more about XYZ. And I'm not talking just COVID, right? I'd like to learn more about glass blowing. That's something I've always kind of been interested in, but never really explored. And having those discussions, essentially, that organization with yourself via journaling is a huge, huge tool to help you understand yourself, to help relieve that anxiety and that depression, and to understand where you're truly at without those outside forces trying to should you into submission. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and I think I, I loved what you said about how we don't have to be stuck on one side or the other on issues and stuff like that, that we can, they can contradict and we can feel mad about something that also has like, that we can also see a positive light on. I think a lot of times as a college student and and having opinions on different things that when my opinion like on an aspect of it kind of varies, it makes me feel like people will think that I'm not genuine in how I feel. Mm -hmm. But being able to like write that down definitely makes sense on how it's for me. It's not for anyone else, but it's for me to recognize how I feel about certain things. And, And so I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, definitely. Did you have any other tips for us? Yeah, I I would say um, finals coming up, right? Uh, It can feel like a test or a a poor grade even. It can feel like that is the end of everything, right? And so as you're leading up to it, there's a lot of panic and a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress around, I've got to get this good grade so I can pass this class, or I've got to do this so I can get accepted into the next school. I got to do this, I've got to do this. And the truth of it is, is that well passing a class again to the next school is probably a necessity. It's not the end of your life, right? It's not the end of the world. And it just means that life happens and you're going to pivot. You may retake the class or you may have another opportunity that comes up that wouldn't have come if you'd been so dead set on that one way. And so my suggestion would be, and this is going to feel so counterintuitive, but as you go into those into finals, as you go into those high-stress and self-imposed high-pressure situations, take a look at why you're actually doing it and understanding that it's okay to see the forest through the trees, meaning one grade isn't going to derail your whole life. It just means it's a small pivot or adjustment later on. And I'm not saying don't keep on trying hard and all those other things, but if you can go into it with a space of ease 
you're going to remember more. You're going to do better. You're going to be able to articulate in those written exams. All of those things are going to come together so much better if you can take the pressure off and go, I'm doing this because I really want to. I'm doing this because I can see how it'll help my life. And if it doesn't work out as planned, I'm still an awesome individual who's going to figure it out. That may seem counterintuitive and it may be like, okay, well, easier said than done, Taylor. But the truth of it is, is if you can take that pressure off, you'll perform so much better. And there's a lot less anxiety and stress and pressure around that. And if you can take that through all areas of your life, you're actually going to be and maintain that high performance. Because you said, you know, a perfectionist, right? That's yeah. high performance, right? You're a high performer. You're not going to lose that high performance by taking the pressure off. You're actually going to perform better. And so many people don't grasp that, especially in their younger years. And then by the time you're 30, you're like, oh, wow, I'm so tired of always being high, strong and, and high pressure and everything is the end of the world. So my suggestion would be try taking a look now at how important is it really and understanding that your life is still going to be amazing regardless of the grade or not. That's very true. I think it's kind of like having like the bigger perspective on things that this right now feels like it's the end of the world, but it's just because of where we're at in life and exactly how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, that that's awesome. Thank you so much. This has helped me so much. I feel like I am so grateful to be able to meet with you today. So thank you. Thank you. How can interested students contact you about Happiness Abound? I know you said you work with um, business owners and I know a lot of college students have their side hustles that might be interested. And then also like as a life coach, how can people reach you and contact you? Sure. So uh, if you search Happiness Abound, uh, not this, not the plural, but singular happiness abound. I come up everywhere. <laughs> um, but if you go to happinessabound.com, that's my website. I also am totally open to, if you want to send me a personal email, you can find me at taylor at happinessabound.com. And I'd be happy to answer any questions or walk through um, anything that you might be struggling with and see how maybe we could work together to help. Awesome. And then your podcast is on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Is that right? Yes, uh, it's on most major podcast listening platforms, has all sorts of insights in how to be happier every single day. And same name, Happiness Abound. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. I'm so grateful for you joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to UVU Today. For more on what's happening on campus, you can follow UVU Today on Instagram at UVU Today. As always, please subscribe, like, and follow UVU Today wherever you get your podcasts. And have a great day, Wolverines. Wolverines.